up through sales, marketing, business development. Okay. Uh, and I, a good part of my career was in healthcare, right? Not biotech. Um, and happened, uh, I was doing, as a consultant, uh, picked up a biotech client, a company called GeneWiz, uh, 12 people in an incubator and uh, consulted with them for several years, then came in full time as their global VP of sales and marketing. And we took the company from about $5 million when I started to over $125 million. And then we sold it to Brooks wow. Automation. Mm. Now where uh, the relationship with uh, my outdesk fits in, it fits perfectly because now we could bring in a person who can be trained on the process uh, and very motivated, very smart, and really take over the technology and work to either do lead generation, manage the platform, set appointments, work the calendar. So it's a very, it's a good match of, you know, people connected process and technology. So that's, that's sort of how we came to the, um, the my out desk combined with our strategy, technology and execution. So that's sort of the quick story. That's cool. I wonder, cause I have I'm, a good friend is in the bio world and he's building this, you know, world changing technology. But what I've found is those, you know, bio companies, life sciences, they're a bunch of very smart scientists. And so they have a hard time communicating the value, selling their product. They want to talk about all the, the chemical reactions or the, the science. I'm, I'm curious, how the heck do you teach these scientists to be salespeople? Well, it's interesting to say it because I, I, I've been in the industry for a long time, but I've never taken a biology course. So that's sort of my opening joke with the, yeah. and I've been on senior teams where I'm the only non-PhD. Everyone yeah. else is a PhD. And I always try and break it down to many of your, the end user who's buying your product really doesn't care about that. What they want is, these are the three questions I have. Can you answer those? So it doesn't matter how sophisticated your technology is. Can it help me solve my problem? So I always try and work with them and focus on the value proposition. Uh, however, this is the interesting part because there's a saying, I'll give one of my former customers credit, uh, I think the company's active motif, their chief marketing officer stated that when you're with in the scientific sales and marketing, you don't sell scientists they buy, meaning you have to have a compelling technical argument. So the whole, to your point, you need to have documentation data that sells itself because scientists you're right they'll get into the weeds and they go into the very detail and if you're not into that it doesn't mean anything to, but even with the end user they want to say that's great interesting technology but here's my problem can you solve it if you can let's continue the conversation i'm curious how does pharma biotech how do they look at data in order to prospect and and open a market so Number one, life science is all data-driven today. Everything is data-data in the industry. So in our market, customers now, the big thing is looking at customer segmentation and customer journey, right? Mm. So you identify your customer's attributes, you map it back to your product or service. Then you put together, where's the journey? What's the vision for that customer? So for example, with our company, when we're partnering with HubSpot, we actually could do it we could actually map it out into a technical workflow. So you don't have to think about it. Once you map company A versus company B or uh, in the same company, VP procurement versus end user, you can have three very different journeys. What type of information do we send them? Is it technical? Is it financial? Is it big picture? So the, right now, everyone is getting much more into what I call hyper segmentation. 
Mm-hmm. You know, what are they doing? What are they buying? What, what's the pain points? What's, what's in their, their pipeline of drug development? And then segmenting that way. So how, what's an exercise that you go through with a customer in the biotech life sciences world that gets them to kind of have really good opening messages, re- really attention grabbing, and you know, like how, how do you craft that? Sure. So first we find out who's the message going to, who is the end customer? Then we look at, and it could be down to the account. So account level marketing is very, very big right now in the industry. That's cool. And how did you hear about MyAltest? Like what, what brought you, you to know, it's interesting. So one of our clients in, in California, this is in the middle of COVID, uh, they were launching a, a, a test, the CLIA test that everybody else wanted the, the swab and the whole bit. And we had a sales team focusing on industry. And we said, you know, we can't take our, our, our game off of our industry clients because that's our core business while we're launching this new business. So what we did, we needed help with just getting the prospecting, the databases together. Uh, and that's how we found my outdesk. And that's when we, we, we hired Jill and Jill hit it out of the park because we were, we had to identify uh, labs, CLIA labs that were collecting samples and we were providing the backend service for them. Uh, and that worked out real well. So that was the first entree to my outdesk. Then uh, we hired, a person because, hey, Jill was working out. And then we interviewed and we could have hired anyone that you guys presented to us were hired and we hired ourselves. And she's been with us now every year. And she, again, excellent member of our team. You know, she's part of the team. And then going back to Jill, when her contract ran out, we then helped place her with one of our clients in, in uh, Germany and the UK, another biotech company. So that, that's the real, how we started the relationship. And we become a, a pretty big advocate because again, a lot of our clients are missing the ability to hire sales administrative work. Uh, and my experience again with our sales, she's very good. We, you know, we have, she, she mastered our CRM system. She's actually helped some of our customers implement their CRM workflow because she's that good at it. Uh, very good at prospecting, very diligent. So basically she runs our whole backend um, CRM for ourselves and our clients in the background, she's doing all that work for us. So that's, that's how we started the relationship through, through Jill and then through that. That's super cool. Um, what advice now that you've had a year experience with us and, and you kind of understand, and, and maybe even through your customers, you've seen some other opportunities, what advice would you go back in time and give yourself if you were considering hiring a virtual assistant? I would hire them sooner. Okay. <laughs> because there's a saying, and I use it my clients, it, it comes to a point where you're working in the business or on the business. What had to happen for you to make that switch? I'm, I'm, as I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, I'm always curious. There's a, there's a moment in time, usually a pain point for me. It was on my honeymoon. I was working at one in the morning <laughs> on my honeymoon. And I was like, okay, I want, I'm, I just got married. I want to have kids. I can't keep doing this. Right. And I had to co- fundamentally change my thought process. I thought I owned a business, but the business owned me, right? I mean, that's, that's where I was. What, what happened for you to shift and, and make the decision point? Yeah, I, I started, I think I found myself doing a lot of work that I didn't like doing. You know, it wasn't fun because I really enjoy being with clients, helping solve problems, working on new technology. And I'm not good at the other, the detail that, that. I'm good at mapping the strategic process, but then I found out, I said, you know, for me to grow, I need to get that off my plate. I need someone to come and pick that up and do it better than I can and focus on it 100% of the time. So that was sort of an inflection point for me. 
uh, to do better client work and more client work, I needed to clear things off my plate. What's happened to your business after you've done that? Like we've, our, our business has grown over 35 to 50% every year. I mean, it's just, and, and this year will be even bigger, even bigger than that. Okay, Steve, first of all, I really appreciate your time today. Um, this has been a great conversation. There's lots of nuggets to pull out of this, this conversation if you're listening. Um, and I just, I want to thank you for being a customer and being here and being part of our, our world. No, hey, thanks. And I, and I appreciate, thanks for the time you spent today. And, and you guys are doing a good job. It's a, it's a, from our standpoint, it, it's helped our company out. And again, we're, we're big advocates of uh, your organization. So I appreciate it. Thanks again. 